0: Alright, well I think I'm prepared I think okay. I'm ready to jump in Alright it's, it's not down. a bird, it's not a plane It's Superhero state It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great Like movies, TV, superheroes It's Superhero Slate, oh.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news.
0: We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Diller. And my name is Mike Royer.
1: And this week we break down HBO Max's upcoming offering...
0: I still think HBO Max has two X's in it, so whenever I'm typing it out or Googling it, I'm like, oh, where's the extra X? Once they add Cinemax,
1: (laughs) they could probably go three X's. Oh,
0: you know what? You got a point there, Chris.
1: Yeah, and you have to have a credit card to buy it. Um, (laughs) The Mandalorian gives us the final trailer before its release in Mm -hmm. uh, just a couple, a week and a half, less than that. Yeah. Into the Spider-Verse has uh, unsurprisingly announced a
0: sequel date. Oh, yes. And more. And more. Uh, we were just talking uh, a moment ago on the microphone saying that we are exiting the Halloween candy season because we oh, are eating some, we, <laughs> we were eating some Kit Kats on the microphone earlier. But now we're moving into the longer candy season, which is the uh, two months before uh, before Christmas or Hanukkah or the winter holidays, whatever whatever you celebrate. Um uh, I'm I'm I was always very hard and fast. Like you don't eat the Halloween candy until the beginning of October. I I'm, I think I'm still the same way with uh, Christmas and the holidays. Like I'm I, I love Christmas music. I'm not ashamed to like Christmas tunes, but I will not listen to it on November first. I wait until I wait until after I eat Thanksgiving dinner. Like I'll listen to it Thanksgiving um. dinner night. I, I won't have to wait till Black, Black Friday to start listening to it, but. Uh, Target's already putting out the um, the the holiday decorations when I, when I was there this uh, weekend. So it, it, now we're in like this this two month long uh, holiday season for candy. So I was eating some mint chocolate Kit Kats a minute ago. Yeah, And I was going to tell you, Chris, uh, I don't know if you and your wife are a fan of Ben and Jerry's, but I found out that little sneaky Target, you know, the super center that's just a a notch above Walmart, has their own exclusive Ben and Jerry's flavors.
1: I'm not going to lie to you. I've been to Target three times the past two days. Um, (laughs) um, They have a buy two get one free on movies, video games and books right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which is dangerous because there are some, like, $15 games. I'm like, I could buy three of these very (laughs) quickly. And then, um, whether you care or not, um, out here in the Midwest, winter's coming up, right? So uh, rain, Mm -hmm. snow. We've already had snow last week. Um, I have to, I need to get some winter boots, and there's their their boots for men are buy one get one half off so i was like i'm gonna look at their boot section so i can prepare myself for the upcoming inclement weather
0: if people weren't aware it would seem like we are sponsored by target this episode but, it, but it's not, but it's not it's not true but we, we're big fans of uh ben and jerry's because i love ice cream that's not afraid to put a bunch of stuff in it you mm-hmm. know i feel like most of the time all the other brands are trying to like they're trying to like get their costs as low as possible so it says that there's butterfinger in it but really they put like one fun size uh Butterfinger Bar and found a way to distribute it across the whole quart of ice cream, which is awful. But, uh, Target has, like, these exclusive flavors, and one of them is like a mint chocolate ice cream that has like marshmallow cream in it and like cookie bits and stuff. So uh, I love like I was just saying I love mint and chocolate. So um, I guess this is me shilling for Target and Ben and Jerry's. Uh, yeah. They they have the lockdown on exclusive flavors. I was like, come on, Ralphs and Kroger, can't you work? Can't you work the deal with Ben and Jerry's and get some exclusive stuff?
1: Well, I mean, they were uh, an in-game exclusive flavor: the hunk hunk burning, the Holka hunk burning fudge, <laughs> and the uh, Stark uh, raving hazelnut. I think it was. Yeah, it's
0: so. it making me thinking of like pre-ordering video games. You get the you get the exclusive oh, yeah. like uh, rifle or uh, machine gun. It's like, no, I want the exclusive Ben and Jerry flavors at my grocery store.
1: Yeah, but I mean, that's that's the uh, that's the best part about. It. I mean, we can tie this into superheroes somehow <laughs> for for some reason. Um. I actually didn't eat ice cream this weekend. I did go to a candy store, but that's neither here nor there. These are pumpkin pie Kit Kats, if anyone was wanting to know what I was eating. They're pumpkin pie flavor. They're fantastic.
0: I would say I I feel like the pumpkin flavor will be retired as soon as Thanksgiving comes and goes in America because you have the pumpkin pie, iconically, at Thanksgiving. And, you know, I could say the pumpkin pie could come back for the winter holidays, but – you're you're running out of time, Chris.
1: Well, that's fine because I mean I prefer pumpkin flavor over anything peppermint, and that's going to literally, you know, be the flavor for um, for for December parts mm-hmm. of November. So, I'll I'll take my pumpkin while I can. But this is a very uh, not pumpkin spice; it's pumpkin pie flavored. So it's got that that nutmeggy, that cinnamon. So I'm, I'm really enjoying these. But uh, that's, <laughs> that's neither here uh, nor there. Uh, this weekend I was uh, asked to go see The Lighthouse with uh, one of our uh, listeners of the show, Andrew. The, f-
0: the uh, 4 by 3 aspect ratio, uh, soon-to-be Batman.
1: Yes, yes. So uh, there are only uh, uh, two actors in this in this movie, um, with uh, that being uh, Robert uh, Pattinson, the upcoming Batman, and former uh, Green Goblin, uh, um what is his name i can't think willem, you know Defoe. willem dafoe willem dafoe he also Reedus, cur- I'm like it's not <laughs>
0: also current character in aquaman did he die in aquaman i don't remember if don't he died
1: think, no he didn't i don't think he died okay so um yeah so the, these guys out there uh, doing doing this thing and i people are like what do you think of this movie and i will tell you uh, it's greatly <laughs> acted it, you know i love the you know the. The square, black and white, really adds to it. These people, these actors, are great actors. No one is more stoic and and like you know dead eyed than Robert Pattinson, and no one's more crazy and off kilter than um, Willem, Willem Dafoe. Defoe. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I just, I, everything about this is great. But I, the story is what people are going to be left finding wanting. And I'm not going to tell anyone, you know anything in it, but I just tell you. It does. It tries to do a lot, but I don't know if it brings it all together. So, mm-hmm. um, kind of up in the air on it. I got to think on it a little more um, on it. But I mean, I, I not regret seeing it. I, I think it was fine. Yeah. I like to watch these, I guess, art house films in theaters. But um, I, I got to give a shout out to Andrew uh, for for inviting me. And I will also tell you, uh, your one of your topics on here. He let me borrow his Uncharted four to play as well. So, uh, I, I know you wanted to talk about that. So there's your segue, Mike.
0: All right, there's my segue. So I bought the first three Uncharted games in a pack a few months ago and I've been playing them over the summer and they're really really fun games made by Naughty Dog who before I played all these Uncharted games I played The Last of Us which is a really really great game it it has a lot of very similar mechanics to them the way it's third-person the way you shoot the way kind of combat unfolds but in um, The Last of Us it's like zombie inspired so there's a lot more looting and it's a lot slower pace because you don't want to get jumped by a zombie you don't want to startle people there's a lot more stealth well, with Uncharted, it's basically you push the joystick forward and you let this action movie unfold. Uh, there's a little bit more to it than that, but to be reductive, it's like watching like a, a fun action movie. And as you move progressively through the first three Uncharted games, which were on the PlayStation 3... Um, The storytelling gets more sophisticated, and also the graphics improve, even though they're all on the same console. So it was a really fun experience playing those three games and seeing the character of Nathan Drake unfold. You get to learn a little bit more about him. It's just fun to see the developers find new and creative ways to get people to learn how to play the game but it's still comfortable for people that already know how to play it because it's like every game has a little tutorial at the beginning of it. But by the time you're playing Uncharted 3, I've already played the first two. I basically just binge played them. But they have these like fun mechanics and ways you can kind of get around it. Um, so basically I finished those uh, last week and I was finally able to move on to Uncharted 4, which I was really looking forward to because Uncharted 4 came out much more recently i want to say it's 2017 maybe as late as 2016 and it's a playstation 4 game so i basically went through like this huge graphical whiplash of i got to improve all of my graphics fidelity with this game got to see a lot more polygons on nathan drake's face and um of course it's really really fun the the mats are huge like i was like
1: i'm gonna like there's no like hey i'm gonna play for 10 minutes and walk away i'm like I've been on the same level for half an hour. <laughs> what am I? I mean, when, when does it end? I don't know. So yeah, yeah,
0: it's 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 always a really uh, fun time. Uh, if you play the first three, because I know Chris, you we were playing on Charter Four, but you hadn't played the first three, right? That's correct. Yeah, so I I imagine it's a much different experience for you, but I kind of knew exactly what I had to do going into it, but I got to kind of have this totally different experience with it, because everything looked so pretty, and it was making me really look forward to The Last of Us Part 2, which we don't usually talk about video games too much on this show, but that just recently got pushed back and delayed until i believe summer next year it was going to be early in the spring and then it got pushed back i think to may which i'm totally fine with because if uncharted 4 came out in like 2016 2017 and uh the last of us is going to come out from the same developers i it's going to look absolutely amazingly beautiful and i already think uncharted 4 looks beautiful but i just wanted to shout out this one specific thing that happens in uncharted 4 i know you weren't super far into the game But I don't know if it's happened to you yet. But in the first three games, it's all about stealth and climbing and uh, firefighting. But what you can do is you can climb and you can hang from a ledge. If a bad guy comes up to the ledge, you can press square, you can reach up and grab him, and you can throw him off the ledge, and it kills him. Really fun mechanic. Uh, stealth. It's a stealth kill. So, you know, playing Uncharted 4, all right, I'm hanging on this ledge. I'm about to get this stealth kill and then move on to the next kill. So I grabbed a guy, I throw him off the ledge, and I think he's done for. No, as he's falling down, he grabs my leg, and he's holding on to it, and then I have to mash Triangle to kick him off my leg to kill him. I just think that was really fun, a really fun addition. So if you just like the little attentions to detail and stuff... I mean, I would just recommend play all the Uncharted games if you have the time. You don't have to worry too much about looking around every single corner, grabbing all the loot. You don't have to put too much time into these games. You're basically just kind of running to the next cutscene. Uh, but these games are really good about just adding like fun narrative and banter even while you're playing and climbing. So it's my long-winded way to say... I'm really recommending the Uncharted franchise, and now I'm curious if Naughty Dog has made anything else outside of Uncharted and The Last of Us. Oh, uh, Crash, Crash Bandicoot. Oh, okay, that makes sense, because uh, there's a fun little mini-game where you get to play Crash Bandicoot inside of Uncharted yep. 4, uh, which I thought was really charming. They even did the whole loading screen uh, within the TV of the video game that you're playing, so I, I loved all that. I Yeah, I, I played Crash Bandicoot back in the day. I guess I'm a Naughty Dog stan, if you will. I'm standing for Naughty Dog on the podcast.
1: Yeah, and uh, the other one that I wish they did more of was the Jack
0: and Daxter series. Um um, oh, I th- I think I played like uh that on demo discs before.
1: Yeah, so it, I, they did the Crash and then I think when Crash was done they went to Jack and Daxter and then Uncharted and then The Last of Us. Is I oh. think is the way it worked. But um you know, when you find a studio you stick with, you stick with them a little bit, you know. So I I definitely definitely understand that. But um Yeah, anything else you want to bring up, Mike, before we jump into the show?
0: Yeah, uh, one last item, one last recommendation. Uh, The last couple years, there's been a group of animators uh, putting together a crowdfunded pilot. For this uh, for the show called the Has been Hotel, and i wasn 't a funder; I was just kind of cursory uh, watching it and uh, it 's finally finished it 's up on YouTube. I put a link in our show notes it 's called the Has Been Hotel uh, i if I remember correctly, I watched it a couple days ago it 's uh, the daughter of the devil is trying to rehabilitate demon souls in hell. Uh, which is proving to be a very difficult task because you're in hell. These souls are not savable, but she's trying. And it's this weird mixture of it's a very adult, so there's like, you know, they're swearing, they're sexual innuendo, so they're going very much for a mature rating if it eventually gets picked up someplace. Who knows? And there's also like musical numbers incorporated into it. So it, al- so it almost kind of seems like a mature kind of Disney cartoon, but it's set in hell and there's lots of swearing and there's drug use and there's guns and violence. So um, if you're into that kind of stuff, uh, check it out. Um, I was surprised that when the when it got retweeted into my feed, I think it happened on like Wednesday, I clicked into it and it had only been a couple hours and it was already up to like 2 million views. I think right now it's at like 6 million views and it's like a 30 minute pilot, so I was surprised that there was so much um, there was so much energy for this uh, just kind of independently created uh, animated pilot. So if you want to check out something kind of like really indie punk rock cartoon created from the ground up, go check out the Has Been Hotel. So it's in our show notes.
1: There you go, recommendations from Mike because all I'm doing right now is watching The Great British Bake Off for the first time ever so you want something (gasps) happy
0: yeah I finished uh, I finished that on Friday no spoilers of course because I've had seasons of The Great British Bake Off spoiled for me so don't do any googling. Don't follow these bakers yeah. on Instagram until you uh, until you finish that season, because they all hang out with each other, and then all of a sudden you'll start to see them taking pictures with a new baker, and you're just like, oh no, that person must have got kicked off the show. That's why they're visiting them. So uh, it's a it's a hard competition show to be socially engaged with.
1: Yeah. So thankfully, I'm years behind on this. So I. It- I
0: can't be ruined too horribly on it. so That's good. Well, don't Wikipedia either. Because if you, if you go to look for, like, lists of episodes, they'll, like, put the winners and losers yeah. of that week. So.
1: They're, like, right yeah. at the top, too. They're like, this person won this. And so I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, yep. but, but it's definitely nice to not have that ticking clock most American cooking shows have. You're like, yeah, whatever. Like, this is mm-hmm. very, very relaxable. But I have to actually um, kind of be, like, sad because you have to have Netflix to watch this right now. You can't mm-hmm. watch it anywhere else. Which brings us into our first topic: a new, well, not a new. One of the bigger entries into the streaming wars, HBO Max, kind of unveiled its hand this earlier this week at some mm-hmm. some conference. I don't know some, some press thing. I, who knows how these things happen, Mike? We're, we just see the results when it's all yep. done. Um, and HBO Max is going to be launching for fourteen ninety nine a month in May of twenty twenty next year. So
0: um, I know you. I know you basked. In your uh, correctness uh, a few months back when you called uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. So I just want to go ahead and say I I, uh, I called the shot. I called it right. HBO Max, not changing price. It's the exact same price HBO Go or HBO Now is right now. I think it's HBO Now is what I have. Yeah. Now. So uh, you will not be – it's great because I won't be seeing a price increase, but I'm going to be getting all this stuff we're about to talk about.
1: Right. Well um, – how do you get your HBO now how do you pay do you pay HBO directly or do you pay through an app on your phone?
0: Uh, I pay I pay HBO through Apple iTunes right now because that was the first way you could do it with HBO now well, I think there's alternate ways to pay now
1: Well then you are not eligible for the free upgrade to HBO max yet because it was only the free for direct build HBO Now subscribers So for oh. you to get this you have to cancel your Apple and go to HBO dot com or HBO now and pay directly. Oh, which, that's
0: easy. I don't. I don't mind doing that. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and the reason this is, I mean, I was looking in all this because you know we talked about why can't they just turn it on for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, all these. If you go through Apple, you go through Amazon, you go through whoever to, to get your HBO, you are technically their customer, not HBO's. Mm-hmm. So, like to bring them into their client base, they're going to want you to pay directly. Yeah, it was kind of it was
0: almost like a it was almost like a deal with the devil that I think other uh, companies are regretting, and it's one reason why Netflix uh, had never done it or uh, Amazon Prime with Apple, because uh, HBO wanted subscribers when they l- released their HBO Now. Now anybody can watch it; you don't need a cable subscription. So they wanted to make it as easy as possible. So they wanted people with iTunes accounts to be be able to get in there. But all of a sudden, they're just like, shit, we're regretting it now yeah. because now all of these people are in the Apple ecosystem. System and not our ecosystem,
1: right? And and you know, Apple does get a cut of those subscriptions as well. So like, yeah, by going through them directly, they're they're actually gaining that revenue back, actually a little bit for this. Uh, And then if you have any HBO service and you're an AT and T provider, you get it free as well. uh, Yeah, for that, which which is cool. And one of the 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 things that they talked about on their thing that makes it different from others, there will be what's called a human curated content section. Uh, rather than AI and algorithm, they're like these people, like real people, supposedly recommend these shows and these things. Which, honestly, we're to that point. Does like isn't that just kind of like everyone's watching this? This is a popular show rather than an algorithm. Like-
0: <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would be kind of curious if it ends up being as uh, curated as they think it is, because when I go to Netflix, of course I'm having automatically generated categories for me, but like when a new show comes out on Netflix, they're pushing that new show on me no matter what category I'm looking at, and HBO Max is going to do that too. I mean, if theoretically, if HBO Max was up and running right now, <laughs> uh, when I log on like next week, you know they're going to be like, oh look, a Look at this, a human is recommending you watch his dark materials. Isn't that interesting? It's like of the course human that human producer is, <laughs> is saying yeah, watch exactly. my show.
1: Um,
0: for I, that. I I like this idea though of maybe they could like bring in like celebrities or like famous people or famous creators and they kind of get to make their own playlist, kind of like a guest DJ, if you will.
1: There are um, some of the con- – some some vignettes from celebrities will be in here. They mentioned mm-hmm. uh, in some of these. there's like 18 different articles that are like high-end articles that have a bunch of stuff, but they're all different. Everything is very, very different. Uh, well,
0: let's, let's be real also. Even though there are – they acquired all of this other content since it's all under at t now – their library is not as large as some other streaming services, so it's really it's not going to be as hard to curate exactly. You know.
1: Well, okay. Here it is: the human curated section includes Snapchat-like stories with recommendations from celebrities, including Regina King, Zac Efron, and Bill Hader, right at the gate. So, it so Bill Hader is
0: going to say, "Oh, you should watch my show, Barry." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or, Bill.
1: He, well, he they may use this opportunity as. These shows are sponsored by Barry. It's like advertising opportunities rather than, say, watch my... He probably won't say... He'll probably say, yeah, you can watch my show, but I also think you should watch these shows. And then uh, people would pay, essentially, to be sponsored on that is what I'm thinking here. They're not, like... Those Those shows pay for sponsored spots mm-hmm. by the celebrities, which look well, like it's curated.
0: Well, one thing I was uh, I was surprised I was uh, I was surprised twice this week because they're saying if you're an HB if you're an AT and T uh, if you have an AT and T service I don't know what exactly that entails if you're just a cell phone customer or if you have like AT and T internet yeah. you get free HBO I don't know where the you, line is delineated you, you there you have
1: to have an HBO thing already like you you have to already have something else like a direct line if you pay for HBO um. Cable and you have an AT and T cable service, you get it free. You can't just be an AT and T service person and get it free.
0: Well, I was surprised to find out since this is a big uh, a streaming uh, war unfolding in front of us. Since Apple just launched, Disney's launching soon. I found out that if you're a Verizon, if you're a Verizon unlimited data. A user, or if you have Verizon FiOS, you get Disney Plus for free. For um, I don't, yep. I don't, yeah, I don't know exactly if it, it how it's going to last after that first like introductory year. But I was like, man, they're really pulling out all the stops because they want that subscriber number. Uh, I think they were forecasting that Disney Plus could possibly get to, I want to say twenty five million subscribers in five years. I, I that number could be wrong, but I feel like that's the number I remember. Uh, but yeah, they want that subscriber to count as high as possible, and they're pulling out all the all the little ideas that they can.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it, again, it's it's the promote. Who how how can I to tap into another subscriber base and like give them a taste and then pull the plug out? Like, hey, now you have to pay. You know, because who knows? You know, I don't think Disney Plus's price will increase in a year, but what if it does? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then they're like, oh, I've already got a year of it, and now I have to pay more when this promotion's over
0: kind of thing, so. Well, I got three years of it, so oh, if, yeah. they, if they're going to raise it, it's not going to affect me until three years.
1: Yeah, I and, that, and by then they'll have a lot more content. But the content is, you know, what we, what we worry about and what we, what we talk about. But uh, related to the show, HBO Max will be home to the entire DC Films library. Um, that includes older DC movies, like, you know, original Batman, Superman, Some of the newer ones, uh, you know, like in the DC Universe. But they also include a few upcoming shows uh, in the DC Universe called Green Lantern Show and a Strange Adventure Show. And these are both being produced by Greg Berlanti of Arrow, Flash, Supergirl fame. uh, Yeah, I was actually
0: uh, surprised to see that uh, Berlanti is getting four new shows on HBO Max, which just made me think back to the... Uh, deal that we talked about on the show, this amazing deal that he was getting. Where I don't, do you remember it was like in the billions, wasn't it, or <coughs> multi millions? I don't remember what it was, but there were stipulations that we were talking about in his contract that once he makes Green Lights more shows, he basically unlocks more achievements and he unlocks he unlocks more money. So that dude is just like printing money at the bank there. So um, I was surprised to see that there was going to be Green Lantern because yeah. it it kind of seemed like he was off limits for the most part, kind of like that weird deal where they're just like, okay, CW, I get that your shows are really popular, but we're trying to build this movie universe here. Uh, I No, you can't use Green Lantern. You can't use Batman, but you can kind of use Batman. We'll get a little lax... Go ahead and use Superman, but you can't use Deadshot because that's Will Smith. I don't know. It was very, very strange. So the fact that kind of Green Lantern has been unlocked makes me think that they're just like, all right, the movie universe, uh, who cares what happens over there now? Because the Joker just made us like $900 million and the budget was nothing. So that's great. We'll just keep making Joker movies and you can make whatever TV show you want because it's HBO Max all the way now
1: i don't even think it's joker i think you go back to aquaman they were like do we even want to reference this universe at this point because aquaman mm-hmm. did not um shazam didn't even use a real superman they had a guy stand there and cut his head off with a shot <laughs> you know like they're like we can reference it in a scene but we don't have to do anything else now and i think they're just kind of tossing out there because um you know bat was it bat woman bat girl no bat woman on cw now um, they, they've got all these other stuff, they're kind of leaning out there. And also, I don't have this in the notes, but DC Superhero High will be a show produced by Elizabeth Banks on the on here as well. So um, they're kind of going all out on their DC, like three new DC shows with Green Lantern being one of them is crazy. Yeah.
0: But I, I think the thing that I wanted to talk about most here at this Green Lantern show. So obviously, Greg Berlanti, the Berlanti universe has a very specific look and feel to it. Even if you're watching something like Titans, that's a much shorter episode number, and they can probably put a little bit more care into it than the, than they can do like a full like uh, 20 episodes of The Flash. But I would love to see what his team can do with a really high-budget streaming premium show because Titans could only get about halfway there because it was for the DC streaming app. It's a very niche app. But now since HBO Max is big and they want to go all out, I'm hoping Green Lantern gets a huge budget. I want to see them make episodes that can legitimately compete with what Disney is going to be doing with their streaming shows. So I don't know what it's going to look like, but I would like to see if Greg Berlanti is going to level up with his contract and unlock all of his extra money uh, that goes into his wallet. I would love to see the quality of the shows just totally transform. He should use this as an opportunity to reinvent what his stuff can look like because. I don't think I just want more of the same, but it just happens to have a Green Lantern in it, you know. Oh, crossovers you, that's in his what it's universe. Gonna be
1: he's going to take I, the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Approach. I know,
0: like I know that that's the most logical answer for sure, and I understand why anybody should go to Vegas and bet that way. But I'm just hoping for something a little different, you know.
1: What, there's literally it looks like five dozen shows greenlit by Green or greenlit by HBO Max. So I mm. don't know if, how much budget it's going to have. Compared to the shows and the movies they're they're throwing at it, I mean, hopefully they, they kind of go that way. But, um, and you mentioned Titans. Actually, Doom Patrol I learned was is the highest rated, most watched show on the DC Universe right now, and it's will find um it will be split stream between DC Universe and HBO Max when mm-hmm. season two comes out. So if maybe maybe that might be the bar to look at for. Green Lantern. Yeah. Well, than... if
0: any if anybody wants to get really nervous, there was kind of a uh, a viral tweet going around. I think you might. I think we might have shared it in our group chat. It was the Supergirl video. Oh, the
1: did effects, you see that? Uh, The effects. Yeah, I shared that. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the upcoming uh, was it Martian Manhunter it was a, yeah, it was a, thing? Oh my yeah, god.
0: Yeah, and it was from the official Supergirl Twitter account. So it was this weird feeling of just like they were promoting it to market the show, but then it was going around. And everyone was like, oh, my God, look how bad these effects are. And like, yeah, they're not supposed to be that great. It's like network television. It's like, you know, you can get it over an antenna for free. You know, they're not just going to go like all out on it. But it was just like, oh, man, well, it just looked so bad. <laughs>
1: Martian, The Martian Manhunter look has been a staple since season one. It's not like it's a new character, you know, uh, or if if Flash can do a whole King Shark episode, do a good 30, you know, 30, 60 seconds with this guy here for this. You know, don't, don't do a Snapchat filter looks better.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know, a Green Lantern episode is going to be visually effects heavy, but at the same time, you could think, well, they're all just kind of green shaded objects. So you don't have to really worry about rendering too many textures. It's just all translucent shapes. So... Maybe that'll work in their favor really, really well. I'm not sure, but uh, I, I'm is it, definitely not optimistic about
1: is this. Is it in space? Is it on Earth? Is it even tied to the other Berlanti shows? Are they going to pull it out as, like, another dimension? Is is this Diggle's spinoff show for, for yeah. Minero?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and this uh, this whole cro- this crossover that's going to be happening soon uh, in the in the TV landscape isn't it supposed to be condensing all of these different worlds too? So are they even going to be able to use their shtick anymore? Where oh, we can just keep creating new shows because we have all these different worlds? Because I think they're trying to collapse them all into one.
1: Yeah, because right now I think they're running three different universes and one show that hops between universes. So mm-hmm. I I have no idea, but they, they are being ambitious. They are going all out, and I will applaud them for that. And not only. Am I excited for the new stuff, Mike? I think you and I are probably pretty excited for the stuff you can get there that we've already watched before. And mm-hmm. and some of these are huge. And I can I don't think I can name a week where you haven't mentioned Studio Ghibli's library going to H&M. <laughs> it's because uh, uh, you're very excited about that.
0: Full stop right there. This is awesome news. Not just because I want I, I love these movies, but these movies are so hard to find. They are so limited. Like I wanted to watch um Uh, I think it was Kiki's Delivery Service the other week because it's one of the Ghibli movies I just have never gotten around to watching. And I know it's a very iconic one. I was like, I need to watch Kiki. So I, I, I was like, oh, I think I have it on a hard drive somewhere, but I couldn't find it. So I was like, crap, I don't know where it is. I don't have it on a disc anywhere. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just shell out and I'll buy it digitally. I looked every digital marketplace. You cannot buy these Studio Ghibli movies anywhere digitally. And I don't even think they're streaming anywhere Either like I, I I you could probably check the Just Watch app, but I don't think it's I don't they're not easy to get. So the fact that they're going to be coming to a catalog is great news.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a um it, these these are like kind of Disney's vault kind of thing. Uh, you know, one of those things uh, where they uh um they, they they hide them away for a little bit, and then you're like, where where do I, I can't walk into Target and buy these, right? Like you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta really hope you hope you kind of stumble upon them. And I don't even, is there another movie, uh, was a uh, Princess Mononoke, is that one? Yeah, you can check that out. Uh, because Kiki's Delivery Service is throwing up a um, a live action version of this movie. Apparently it's a, it's a tale of soulless time. I'm not finding any of these on Just Watch. So it yeah. looks like you can't stream them at all. E- uh, so that's that's a great, you know, get right out the gate for for something exclusive like that Uh and then also um the next uh three things are or four things i think are huge for multitude of people not just people like us the all of south park's uh exclusive streaming rights i think are going here because right now they're on like the south park app or whatever Uh Uh, possibly Hulu. friends is going to be living on hbo max uh shot Across about a CBS, The Big Bang Theory will be living on yes. HBO
0: Max, which is, I mean, I think that's got to be de- That's got to be damaging to CBS All Access for sure, because I think that's a that was a I think that's a really big selling point for people are just like think of like a think of like the common folk out there who don't even really understand how streaming services work. They, you know they just sit down in front of their TV, they watch The Big Bang Theory, they like it, and they want to go back and they re- they rewatch it. And like, oh, I'll just get CBS All Access. You know, I watch the show on CBS I should be able to watch it on their streaming service nope that's not it it's going to HBO Max so that's gotta hurt
1: well that's really I mean that that kind of opened my eyes up a little bit because I'm like it was on CBS don't they like perpetually own the rights to this you know um but it was produced by Warner Brothers Television Uh um and then just aired on CBS so I'm like well that's a uh, that's something you don't think of. Like it was on CBS, so let's always be on CBS. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's truth. the
0: it's the it's the same truth with Friends. Uh, Friends uh, aired on NBC, but it was a uh, it was produced uh, outside, so that's yeah. why it's going back to Warner Brothers. Yeah,
1: that, that's a, uh, a again a shot to what what is that on now? Netflix maybe and um,
0: uh, yeah, Friends right now is on Netflix
1: and uh, the upcoming Peacock service, whatever whatever that'll be. And then for mm-hmm. the other um, people, uh, uh, Doctor Who, the uh, 2005 series and upwards will be on there, which is normally home. Uh, usually, it li- lived on Amazon for a while, and then BBC, and now now back think, over to I think I
0: think Doctor Who is on Netflix right now. So, uh, some
1: of it, yeah, it flops. Yeah. Like you never know where to find that that show. So. Um, so those are some big those are some big grabs out the gate for a multitude of audiences. They're not targeting mm-hmm. a specific group of people. Uh, there's also a bunch of the you know the HBO original series we talked about like Westworld, Game of Thrones, um, with Sopranos, Veep, um, Curb Your Enthusiasm.
0: Was it Chernobyl's? Pretty new. Yeah, um, I mean that totally makes. Well, this this bullet point was a little confusing. Uh, just not your bullet point in general, but I saw it out there when people are saying, "Oh yeah, the HBO originals are going to be on this." Well, shouldn't it? Uh, shouldn't that just be very obvious because isn't hbo max going to have the entirety of hbo's catalog and then some is there going to be like some crossover some leftovers that don't make it over when they weren't
1: again it's one of those things like it's like why is why are not all of disney's movies on the disney app if they have any outstanding contracts that they were streaming on another app for exclusivity they can't come back yet but they will these will all be on there like day and date of. That's why you know we're still 5 months 6 no, 6 or 7 months out for this. Oh. So um that's cool cuz there's there's older shows in here like Sex and the City, um, Oz, The Wire which people are always looking to try to find on here. So just just knowing that if I don't have HBO Go, I don't have HBO now and I just want to jump in, which one do I choose? I'll choose HBO Max cuz I get all mm. of it more.
0: Yeah, I think they're also getting um the the prequel the Game of Thrones prequel series was officially announced. What was it called? Yeah. Like, the History of Dragons, or was it's, the, like,
1: it's like a, a, a the, Ring the, of Dragons, or, the, City of leg- dragons or something or the
0: Legacy. It's supposed to be like about Targaryens or something. Something like of them that. dragons. Yeah. yeah, it's because... been it's it's been rough for the for for the for D anD D. We'll talk yeah. about that in a little bit. Yeah, and their other sh-
1: <laughs> the other one got completely nixed. The other prequel that they actually already filmed uh, the pilot was just like with name it was done. Uh, But also, lastly, the last thing I want to add to the HBO Max is the upcoming, uh, we've talked about this a little bit, Networks, um, Warner Brothers, New Line, DC Entertainment, CNN, TNT, TBS, True TV, The CW, Turner Classic Movies, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Crunchyroll, Rooster Teeth, and Looney Tunes. All. In one little bundle here.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm really curious how much of Cartoon Network's and Adult Swim's catalog is coming because those are hard things to find. Because, yes, they both have, like, apps that you can go watch their content. But you have to mm-hmm. be a cable subscriber. So I'm really curious if they're just going to piecemeal stuff into there well, or if it's just going to be a light catalog when it launches and they'll slowly add Cartoon Network stuff yeah. over time.
1: Well, I will I will go ahead and add a list of what I've seen here. So I've got a, I've got a couple things. I'm excited because I've got Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Dexter's uh-huh. Laboratory, The Boondocks, Um, uh Powerpuff Girls, The Jetsons, uh Looney Tunes is a big one. Um Steven Universe is gonna be on here, Smurfs, Samurai Jack, Robot Chickens, Rick and Morty, Primal, you know, that, that new show is gonna be on uh-huh. here. So I mean they are they're pulling some cartoons. Out of this stuff, maybe Boomerang. I think a lot of this looks like it might come on Boomerang as well. So yeah,
0: I I saw that also. Robert Zemeckis, that the 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 creator of uh, Back to the Future and Castaway and other great stuff, he's doing some sort of like it seems like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit type of content with Looney Tunes. I don't remember what it was called, but it's supposed to be like a hybrid with live action and cartoons I don't know if it's supposed to be a series or a movie but that seems really interesting Um, especially I had to Google I googled Robert Zemeckis uh, real quick (laughs) to kind of see what the headline was and all the headlines I was getting um, he's directing a Pinocchio movie for Disney like Uh this uh, that news like dropped a couple weeks ago and I was just like alright well I guess we got Guillermo on Netflix doing Pinocchio and Zemeckis doing it uh, over at Disney this is a Jungle
1: uh... Book scenario all over again
0: (laughs) and uh, I saw that you mentioned tnt and tbs um is that um what's that train show that chris evans he made the movie oh uh, oh, snowpiercer um, yeah uh is that airing right now is that out is that a thing
1: that's a great question (laughs) does that Um, exist
0: if it does i think it's on one of those networks so that's also i would imagine that's probably coming to hbo max as well tnt Uh,
1: and um it's uh second quarter of 2020 release is what it says on Wikipedia for the Snowpiercer right. show. So,
0: also, I noticed um, True TV. Uh, if I, I think I mentioned this as one things that I really liked a, a few months back, but Adam ruins everything. Is yep. uh, I probably True TV's most popular and well known TV show. So it's on here. I imagine, it, yeah, it, it, that that'll it's be great on
1: here. Adventure Time, the new Adventure Time and the old Adventure Time for that. Uh, Impractical Jokers. If you're, that's the only thing I know from True TV. And then um, there was something else I was going to mention. Oh, uh, one of the new shows, uh, Conan O'Brien presents stand-up specials. On this is one of the new shows coming as well. Because I know you're a big uh, Conan O'Brien fan. So. Oh
0: yeah, I'm I'm team I'm team Coco all the way. So I mean this uh, this has really fleshed out from what we've just heard when it was just initially announced earlier this year, we were just like, Oh, what is this going to be? Are they just going to add a couple stuff? Is this just going to be whatever Warner brothers catalog that they have? I mean, that's what I was waiting to hear earlier this week. Oh, what stuff are they adding? But I was surprised to hear all of this new original content that they're making. So, uh, I mean, this is the beauty of competition. People, they're trying to compete with people like Netflix and Disney, and we get rewarded with all this premium content at the same price, $15 a month.
1: And much like Disney, uh, uh, you can go watch all your Marvel movies there. You can go watch all your DC movies on HBO Max when it comes out. So yeah, there um, you go. You don't have to pay for two services for this. Yeah,
0: And I swear if I hear anybody complaining that there's too many streaming services and they're just going to go get cable... Um, I will go ahead and refer you to many news articles that came out this week and last week saying that I think AT&T just recently hiked the price of their cable and I was looking in the comment sections and some uh, threads and posts online that some people ca- some people's cable bills out there are in like the $200 range. For $200 you could get every niche and big streaming service that has ever existed. You could get like all of the you could get like the classic movie streaming services. You could get those weird horror movie streaming services you could get some physical streaming services where you get like a t-shirt in the mail every month you get all that stuff for 200 dollars. so it's just like stop complaining so uh, that's my umbrage at the end of the segment here how do you really feel mike that's that's the question at the end of the day <laughs> that's how i really feel man
1: well there's um our hbo news for the week now we're gonna get into an hbo show that i finally got around to watching Watchmen. Uh, yes i get to watch the first episode I really like the atmosphere of this show, Mike. Um,
0: I love this show. I'm so glad we are finally talking yeah, about
1: it. <laughs> uh, it. It took me a while to get it just because I was trying to find a way to watch it and, um, without distractions. Because this is, uh, again, one of those shows, HBO shows you have to watch. Um, and you can't be on your phone, I feel. Because there's a lot in this, like, it doesn't give you all the answers out the gate. And you uh-huh. actually end up with more questions. But, man, I, I this isn't kind of going the way I thought it was going to go uh, in my head a little bit. But... Um, I really really enjoy uh is it Tim Blake Nelson's character with the silver mask and uh his oh, interrogation yeah. techniques. Yeah, he's on? kind of like this
0: weird like hillbilly detective type deal.
1: Yeah, but he's like really good at it and like it's like this new quote unquote group of watchmen these these kind of police like figures are very very interesting. And then there's the I I googled this way more than I should have. The Squid Rain has got me fi- trying to figure out what's going on with the Squid Rain well
0: so so what I think is happening here so uh, I don't I don't want to spoil too much but I do want to talk about a couple things that happen in the episode so yeah. I, I guess if you haven't watched it yet maybe just skip forward a little bit go to the next topic but I'm not gonna I can't really spoil anything because this no- is a, this nobody is a knows. series yeah it's just the pilot but it seems to be that they're they're leaning into any sort of existing visual styles that maybe the movie uh, created uh, a few years back but since they're kind of talking about this whole squid thing and I've seen uh, you you can even see this in the trailers for the show they have like a they have like a little hook with like a pirate flag in it a couple times which makes me think that they're they're referencing that fake comic book that happens in the graphic novel so it seems like they're trying to stay true that to what what happened in the graphic novel, but take leads towards the visual style of the Zack Snyder movie. So when there's like a when there's a, this bizarre scene where it rains squid like baby squids from the sky, it makes me think of the giant interdimensional squid that happened in the graphic novel. Yes. So I imagine there's some tie in there. So they're trying to hook it in from the very beginning, from the very first episode into the graphic novel, which I never read. I only saw the movie, but. I did my homework and I did a lot of uh, watching of YouTube videos to catch myself back up because that's something I actually did also a few years back like the Watchmen universe is very interesting so I've always been looking into it I've just never sat down and actually read the graphic novel Uh, Then shame on my house uh, for that but I love there's so many little things that they're doing here like they're almost doing uh, they're doing like some of the best like sci-fi I've seen in a while where you're supposed to kind of take an alternate look at the future and something that could possibly happen. So they're doing social commentary, like police officers have to have their guns locked in their cars and they have yeah. to call in a request to get them unlocked. But also at the same time, police officers have to hide their identity because they could be targeted and then they're in their homes. Um and then there's this whole racial component going through the whole show, which I'm sure has a few uh, vocal minority people very pissed off on Twitter. But who cares about them uh, because they're they're just racists and they <laughs> and I'm surprised they're even watching content on HBO Max to begin with. I don't I don't think racists watch TV because it seems like everything would get them upset. So I don't know what racist people do in their free time. Uh, but uh, I, I I love this show because it has such a weird atmosphere. Because uh, if you if you watch the show with Having no context of Watchmen, it might be kind of weird because you're like, why are these vigilantes? Why is well, a guy wearing like a dirty panda mask in one scene? Well, it, it's um, also <laughs> there's,
1: there's references to the characters of Watchmen. Like, um, mm-hmm. you get you know a Doctor Manhattan. Um, you get references to um, he's not night owl you get re- references to you know again ozymandias they, like
0: they yeah they talk about the the uh the old school watchmen the Minutemen, yeah. and they're doing it in like this kind of like prime time tv special kind of way yeah. which almost kind of mimics the comic book fake comic book that they did in the graphic novel so those are kind of interesting
1: it, and it's interesting because it's a world of quote unquote superheroes where only one person technically has superpowers Uh so um seeing this world like much many 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 years later after the, the the comic book is definitely um kind of an open territory and um yeah. Right. I, and I, I, I'm not. I'm not upset with what what they're doing yeah. with it,
0: and I like how they're dealing with a, a very real historical past of things that have happened in Tulsa, where the show is red uh, Yeah, with yeah, <laughs> where the it's yeah, it had just like just with that, it's like this whole unique thing of where could society go. So I think they're telling a very cool story. Like you said, there's a ton of mystery. You kind of jump around from different scenes to different locations, and you're just really looking forward to how it's all going to connect. I believe it's only eight episodes, right? Eight
1: eight or nine, yeah. Yeah, so
0: so it seems like they're going to get to the point Uh, pretty quickly and it'll be very fun and very exciting Um, I can only imagine somebody watching this and seeing all of these like weird masks and happening and it just kind of makes me think of like when you watch like the British Parliament uh, argue with argue with people and they're wearing like the silver wigs still. So I kind of look at it that way. Like all of these vigilante masks and everything are just like something carried over from this version of American history. So uh, it's not weird when somebody um, on the street sees somebody with a vigilante mask because it's just part of their culture. Yeah. So it's just very weird. It's it's very fun to get into. It's very dense. Uh, have you watched episode two yet? Not
1: not yet. Um, I'm going to try to watch two tonight um, after I get done editing the show because three also airs tonight as well, so um, I'm, I'm, I've got my my work cut out me cut out for me for this, but I don't think it's something I'm going to drop off. Um, to, yeah, because I want to I, I finish this.
0: I mean, episode two is just as strong as episode one. More questions, few answers. Just uh, yeah, it's just great. Yeah. Go go watch go watch Watchmen
1: and, and, and Jeremy Irons a uh, fantastic actor to watch in this. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very excited for more. So um, yeah, Watchmen uh, on HBO. Go uh, go check it out uh, before someone ruins it for you online. Um, in that regards, we're going to talk about some shows that people, I guess, are watching because Pennyworth <laughs> uh, has been officially renewed for a season two. Well,
0: how do? What is the takeaway here? It, it, does Epic just need content, or is this a good show?
1: Um, i can I cannot neither confirm nor deny <laughs> either one at this point. Uh, people I mean, are saying it might be like a a prequel to Gotham, so it might tie into Gotham at the end of it. I I don't know yet.
0: I mean, that's great for them. I mean, uh, like I've said before, when Pennyworth was announced, I mean, congrats to the person that convinced Epix to give them money to make this show. So I'm not... Mad or angry that the show exists I'm just trying to think of the people that have time In their life to watch this show You know it's just like Pennyworth uh, This uh, this kind of uh, I guess very well known character But very odd to have uh, his own show I... On a very strange uh, Network because I'm not even really sure How you watch epics Like I know it's a cable package But I don't know if it's a cable package like HBO where you have to go out of your way And request it I don't know if it has Like a standalone fee where you can just like pay for it, I don't know how much it is a month without a cable oh, subscription it, it's, it's
1: six bucks it's six months uh, six bucks a month with the app um but you can watch it if you have a provider or digital kind of thing, so
0: yeah, I mean, I just remember seeing billboards around town that epics would kind of be one of the first places to get movies once they left the movie theater, so they're kind of. Uh, positioning themselves as, like, premium movie content that nobody else has yet. So I don't know if you get that through their app. But, yeah, Epics on its own is just very strange to me.
1: Yeah, the only thing I think, you know, I, I the other only show I know from this uh, is The Godfather of Harlem. I've seen a lot of uh,
0: trailers for Oh, I've seen billboards for that too, yeah. With,
1: with Forrest Whitaker. I've seen that a lot. But everything else, you know, when I went, I went looking at this earlier, I just, I just don't know. Uh, it's got a lot of famous name actors, but I don't know what's going on. So, um yeah, I mean if you if you want to catch it out, there's 10 episodes for season 1, 10 episodes for season yeah. 2. So.
0: There there you go, a whole another streaming service that you can subscribe to with your $200 budget for cable. Go ahead ditch the cable, you could even throw on Epics. Yeah, so there it is.
1: But that's okay cuz we've got some good content, uh, quality content at least we hope so coming up with The Mandalorian, we got our final trailer uh, this this earlier this week, and it's on Disney Plus in less than two weeks, Mike. So uh, we get to follow uh, possibly the best Mandalorian. Uh, coming up here rather than Boba Fett because this guy looks way more cool mm-hmm. and he's not fumbling with a jetpack and falling into a sarlacc pit. So
0: it it looks so good. I don't know how much um, how much is being hidden here with the trailers. You know, hopefully Disney's not trying to spoil us too much. Uh, I'm curious how much the location is going to change because I feel like in the trailers all we've really seen is just the desert planet. So I don't know how much that's going to mix up. Uh, I don't you know. know if- you
1: know, that's just like because we watched that leaked footage and that's mm-hmm. episode one and there's a bunch of ships going to space and in space so i think i think they're just showing us stuff from episode one i uh, mean that
0: that's usually what happens when they're cutting a trailer for a TV show it's just episode one uh, but it looks great I, I it looks exactly like a star wars movie so that gets me really excited because by the transverse property that means all of our marvel shows are gonna look just as good as the Marvel movies but just in an episodic uh, format So I'm so down for the Mandalorian. I saw some people out there when this trailer dropped, they're like retweeting it. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I'll be there day one to binge it. And I just wanted to say, uh, you're not going to be binging anything. You're going to have to watch it week by week yeah. like everybody else.
1: <laughs> yeah. Was that you? Uh, no, I think it was our uh, friend of our show, um, uh, 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 Pan, Alex. Uh, he, he was saying he can't wait to binge it. And I'm like, can't binge it. <laughs> this is week by week. So the way it works is the first episode will come out on Tuesday when Disney plus launches and the servers are probably on fire from everyone watching the show uh but then it's uh the next one will be that Friday, just a couple days later, and then it's every Friday until the show wraps up. so
0: yeah, I, I was listening to one of my favorite technology podcasts, uh the Vergecast, and they have a they have a special beat reporter there that uh, her beat is to just cover these streaming wars and she was uh saying that she sat down and she talked to some of these people that are in charge of the the technical side of streaming uh Disney plus. I think it's called like BAM Tech. Is that what it's called? It was like a company that Disney acquired a few years ago, uh, the underlying like 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 tech hardware that's going to run all of these video, and they said that they are very worried about things crashing on day one. I don't think necessarily it's because of their tech. I think it's because all the people rushing to this brand new service on day one. Oh, so well, yeah. well you might not be able to watch exactly well, what you want to watch day one.
1: They've been um, testing it in the Netherlands. Um, for free for several months so hopefully mm-hmm. they they can scale accordingly yeah
0: well one thing that I one thing that I didn't know since I'm not an ESPN person or at uh, that fact an ESPN plus person but they use the same technology in their app and if you go look at the reviews for that app in the iTunes store they're all like one star they're all atrocious apparently the app just does not work very well I would assume Bob Iger is not using the same same team or same people or I'm sure he has much more invested in the Disney plus app so there there is a little there is a a little bit of nerves i would say on day one but uh e- either either way this this trail looks amazing and i love that uh that uh screenshot comparison that you sent me of boba fett from his original debut yeah. in the christmas special with that kind of like fork that yeah, fork laser gun, fork or gun or something yeah they
1: use it in this uh, like this mandalorian has the exact gun and looks way cooler so
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh very very excited to see this step into star wars uh wet our feet a little bit before the, re- the rise of skywalker
0: I want to know what the hell a Mandalorian is. I I guess I didn't pay that much attention to the Clone Wars, but we saw Boba Fett or Jango Fett and his son outside of the context of is Mandaloria like a place? Is that what you call them?
1: Mandalore is a planet. There's um, dozens of books probably a quarter of the episodes of the Clone Wars the animated show reference Mandalore and they go there so it's just a planet well, but they're basically like warriors I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna need John Favreau to distill that for me into he, uh eight Disney plus streaming he episodes. was
1: a voice of like the leader of Mandalore in the Clone Wars John mm-hmm. Favreau was so like he is this is his this is his world I think yeah. I think they might distill maybe they'll go to the planet I don't know the status of Mandalore post uh Return of the Jedi so um I don't know. I'm I'm excited. The, the leaked footage. A lot of this was is from that leaked footage, and mm-hmm. it just got me that much more hyped to hear it again, uh, with with new stuff to look at. So
0: he's gonna kick some ass. Yep, November twelfth. Uh,
1: uh, I feel <laughs> something coming down that day, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the Star Wars video game is that Friday, the fifteenth as well. So uh, you know that's a whole that's a that's a good Star Wars week. But speaking of Star Wars, this is the best Star Wars news I've had in a long time <laughs> to, to share with somebody. Uh, Both David Benioff and D.B. Weiss of Game of Thrones fame have been let go from this trilogy. I called this months ago again.
0: Uh, It is a... (laughs) I can't tell if this is a very bad uh, couple weeks for them or a very good couple weeks because... they does their whole no, man because I mean, no matter how you look at it, these are just rich, successful people in Hollywood. Even if things downturn here here on out, any like any studio would be fine to pick them up. They have their pick of the litter when it comes to directing uh, projects. The word on the street is that they left Star Wars that they weren't fired at least that's what i read who knows it's probably that's probably one of those things that we'll never truly know maybe under the contract stipulations they're like no you can't fire us if you let us go uh legally on paper you have to say that we quit you know just to save face i don't really know how that works in the long long run so we won't yeah. find out but um i don't know i think i shared this with you i don't know if we talked about it on the show but they did like A Q&A at like Austin Film Fest, oh, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. didn't well, go. You, it didn't go the, very
1: well. The Twitter feed of this, this person, this interview, and these people are like, "Yeah, we didn't know what we were doing. We 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 pitched this show. We we made a bunch of mistakes, and we really didn't learn from it. Like they dug them. Like this Twitter feed shows how bad of people they really are in making shows and movies. And like I I feel bad for anyone who works with them going forward. To yeah, make it's complete. just, and they they, they told on them themselves.
0: Yeah, it's just very strange because it's just like. I won't. I won't stand on a soapbox and say that they're devoid of talent, because those first like five seasons of Game of Thrones, uh, I think, because there was like a total of eight seasons, right? Probably. I don't even. I don't even remember the the, ten years of Game of Thrones. But but I can safely say the majority of Game of Thrones is great. And yes, you can say they were working from source material. But the thing is, most people in Hollywood work from source material. So I can't say that they don't have any talent. They show ran the hell out of that show until the last two seasons. And then it took a big old crap on the floor so like i don't I, like i really don't know what to say you know it maybe if they were just directors and somebody else wrote the content uh I, I don't know i don't know how you fit them into a project i'm not the i'm not a producer i don't have to figure that out but the the fact that they're not connected to star wars anymore i saw uh, according to you and a lot of other people on the internet they are very happy that they're not there to stink up star wars
1: yeah i mean Probably, again, uh, no one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans do. <laughs> yes, uh, very and, true. And they're I mean, they skipped, com- we were at Comic-Con, they skipped their panel. They were like, we're not coming the day before their mm-hmm. panel because of the, the fan backlash from Game of Thrones. So, I mean, if they can go work on Netflix and, and handle that. But also, part of the reason they cut Game of Thrones short that last season is because, like, we have to hurry this up because we're going to work on Star Wars. Well, apparently nothing ever happened. So why did they even cut the last season short? They're not... No longer working on it. I don't know, and the tensions between Disney and Netflix are probably pretty high. With the the Disney pulling things from the net, the streaming service as the contracts are up. <laughs> so you know this this was bound to happen. Whether who walked away, who did what, we'll never know. But like that is probably the best news I can take out of Star Wars. Yeah,
0: I right mean. Now. Uh, i I mean it this was already the case after Game of Thrones, but it's even more true now. whatever they put out next that has their name on it they they really have to prove all of the quote-unquote haters wrong so this could be really good motivation for them to really to really uh, mm-hmm. just really stick it to the people that don't like them and this could be good for everybody involved because it could end up being a, a really good show whatever they make so I I guess some people they're just always gonna hate them no matter what but I like to live my life in an area where like you know yeah I guess if you made something I didn't like I'll just stick around and maybe I'll make something good you know I mean they haven't said anything like cancel culture worthy you know they just piss off a bunch of fans it's not like they've tweeted anything racist yet so I can't like just shut them down all like automatically so uh, it's been a it's been a it's been a bad week for them (laughs) yeah Uh,
1: another another set of people fired from Star Wars movies so those dates I guess are not for their movies now maybe maybe someone else will step up maybe someone else will take over uh, those and days. they were
0: and they were pushing these guys forward to kind of cover for ryan johnson who everybody was mad at for the last star wars movie who had all these other star wars movies so now it's like after we watch this last film that comes up in december like we don't We have no clue where it's heading. I'm assuming Mandalorian Season 2 will flesh some things out. We're getting an Obi-Wan show. But outside of those two things, we don't have any idea what the movie landscape is going to look like. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh I mean, they've not said they've taken away those dates yet, so someone could fill it. And Kevin Feige is, in fact, producing a Star Wars film. So we, we could see something from there. But on that note, on the other side, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, Kevin Feige is going to replace Kathleen Kennedy around Star Wars. He's not. Everyone's like, no, he's not. Why would you say that? Because he's you cannot take Marvel's method to their madness and make it work in Star Wars at all. So um, that's good that he's not. Keep him in, in Marvel, right? that's good for me good for you
0: yeah that's fine <laughs> fine with me Perfect. i mean there's there's plenty of talented people on this planet it's, this planet's got like eight billion people on there it's not just kevin feige that you plug in to fix your problems so
1: yeah i mean exactly and, and he again if it's not broke don't fix it let him run what he's doing let him have some fun do what he can uh in fact i'd say give him a best producer nomination at the academy awards do they have those yet the best
0: producer is probably not. Uh, I think I, I there, there's a there's a producer's guild and they have their own awards, so I would assume Kevin Feige's been nominated for something over there. Yeah, I, he's probably I, won not, something too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh th- they have started the four year consideration campaigns for Avengers Endgame to get prepared for the Academy Awards. I know the one I the one I've seen so far is Best Picture and Best Production Design. There's probably more. Um, they're gonna they're gonna push this movie. I mean, the number one producing movie in the world avatar was able to take home awards and it made money and it sucks uh which is it's also going to disney plus by the way avatar will be there launch day um but uh they're really starting to push this for academy awards and black panther kind of not really broke the ice but it, it, it tapped like hey comic book movies can do this last year so
0: So uh, I I just looked it up real quick. Uh, Feige has won, just this year in 2019, the David O. Selznick Achievement Award in Theatrical Motion Pictures which is attached to the Producers Guild, and it is an award given to recognize the individual's outstanding body of work in motion pictures. So, if you, there you call go. me
1: that again, I will come through this mic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's, that's just a mouthful, but I mean, he's probably won. Does he need awards? Uh, he's he's just rolling. I imagine he's got a Scrooge McDuck room, Like He's so, just so, diving into his Marvel cash.
0: So these are some people that is in his uh, lineage. Uh, in this award, Steven Spielberg uh, looks like he won it maybe about, seven years ago uh john john lasseter won it a few years well john lasseter we'll see how that works out <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, michael douglas has won it um roger corman won it so he's in he's in uh good company maybe minus some sexual assaulters over at uh pixar but um uh good good for feige <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i mean good for him uh keep him keep him clean keep him doing what he's wanting to do uh, they like him so much they're going to let him voice Chinos, the Thanos version of an alien overlord on the Simpsons coming up soon <laughs> uh, along with uh, the Russo brothers who are going to be playing producers trying to prevent Bart from spoiling secrets of a movie in in the sh- in the episode as well. Oh so.
0: god. I'm I'm just I'm so I've been checked out of the Simpsons for decades uh now uh the ol- the only thing that I can add to that is uh since it was Halloween just recently uh okay. There's a Treehouse of Horror episode where there's a segment where it's uh, they they do um, Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven nearly verbatim, but they just animate it with Simpsons visuals, and it's actually really good. It's really entertaining. Uh, so uh, it's you, it's almost I, that is like one of my first introductions to Edgar Allan Poe and the Raven. So now I can't take it seriously because I just always imagine Bart as a as a Raven and then Homer as a bumbling idiot trying to catch the Raven. Uh, so uh, go, go watch that if you want. Some good Simpsons content. Yeah, I think it's. I think they
1: said it'll be on Disney Plus uh, day one as well. Maybe. Oh
0: yeah, the, yeah. Because they keep doing all these stupid promos. I mean, this is the thing. Like, the Simpsons doesn't really have the edge it has anymore. Like South Park has been like this weird kind of animated show that's been able to hold on to its edge for a long time now, and the Simpsons lost it. Lost it ages ago. But- um, but they keep doing all of these like animated promos for Disney Plus, and it just seems so out of character for them. Still, so it's like Bart's like walking around with like Mickey Mouse ears, and they're trying to say snarky. They're trying to say just the right level of snark towards Disney, but not to offend the overlords over there. So get uh, yeah, the Simpsons just feels so auto. Yeah, but there.
1: but it's it's not it's not the new stuff that you worry about on a streaming service. It's the library. Do you enjoy the first six years of the Simpsons? Like most oh hell do? yeah,
0: I'm definitely looking forward to being able yeah. to stream it. One big question that's out there for Simpsons heads is, I guess if you're streaming the Simpsons on the Simpsons app, I believe it is. I think all of the original seasons are like stretched to landscape or they crop and zoom them yeah um, i'm I'm hoping that they preserve the original aspect ratio on disney plus
1: yeah i have that same problem hulu did that with seinfeld they Mm -hmm. uh, pan and scanned it instead of don't uh, pan
0: and scan it people we are missing we are missing crucial content at the top and bottom of the frame
1: nobody cares if it's in i just watched a whole movie in four or three black and white i don't i don't give a shit if it's four or three on on a streaming service let me see the whole thing
0: you Listen, know. millennials respond well to authenticity, and I can only assume the next generation—what is it, generation Y or is it Z? What's the next Z. one? I would hope that they're also authentic to uh to uh, original versions of, of TV shows. Well,
1: everything post like two thousand you know fits it anyway. You don't have to worry about the old stuff. So
0: yeah, <sighs> that's
1: a whole different conversation. ant Man Three has seemingly been confirmed uh, with Peyton Reed uh, coming back to direct. Um, they're eyeing a 2022 release with a January 2021 filming per um, Michael Douglas, actually. And it joins Black Panther 2 as another Phase 5 film we've
0: hmm. unveiled. I think... For them to get me excited for Ant-Man 3, of course I love Paul Rudd. Uh, I want them to throw in a, a team-up. Uh, put the Hulk in the movie. Uh, throw in uh, Bucky. Put another Avenger in there. Like, you know, the Wasp and everybody. They're, you know, they're cool and stuff, but I need somebody else in the mix. Something to mix what, it up.
1: What if they take his um, daughter and turn her into the comic book version of Stature? Like, uh, where, I mean, where... that's...
0: That's cool too. We got lots of scaling effects, but I I don't I want
1: I don't I don't need a team up. Let's go f- crazy with this. Take us to the microverse. Teach us what's in there. Show us other than like looking through a kaleidoscope. Let's see the crazy things that her mom ran into while she was down there for, you know, 40 years or whatever it was. Like, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, and then try to find a way to explain these weird quantum powers that Janet has. Th- that, they, th- d- they go don't, down
1: there and they, ex- that's how they explain it. They have to go in It and doesn't explain.
0: make any goddamn That's the worst. That is like, that is a, that is a, a functionally flawed part of Ant Man 2. You know, I, there's not a whole lot of flaws in the film. It just wasn't super entertaining to me. But that was one thing that kind of really pissed me off. It's just like, okay, she comes back from the Microverse and all of a sudden she can just heal Ghost or whatever and not explain it at all. Okay, whatever. I don't right. know. It makes me mad.
1: Right. So, well, and, and this is an opportunity for them to do that because she really didn't have any other play, though. So they, like, other than disappearing immediately for another five years. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, Michelle Pfeiffer had, like, very minimum screen time overall.
0: Go um, watch Paul Rudd on Hot Ones. I think I talked about it on the show the other week. So if you haven't got around to watching he, it, he yet, does a historic dab. It's so good. Just watch it. It's the uh,
1: biggest dab ever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty good. I'll agree. But, but Ant Man 3. <laughs> Uh work, working on it, that's that's perfectly fine. I mean every every movie deserves a trilogy in there if it has a sequel. You know? So Hulk doesn't need one, but we're we're fine with it. Uh in terms of Marvel's cinematic universe, Bob Iger has committed to that Kevin Feige will make three to four Marvel movies a year in theater. Um and but does this include Disney Plus movies or is it just the ones in theaters? Like he wasn't really specific. Like if they release a Marvel movie, what is that if they put it on Disney Plus, does that count as a movie or not? Kind of thing. Yeah,
0: man, that is so much content. What's the what's the most we've had in a year? It's been three, right?
1: Yeah, the past two years were three.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, basically. I would assume if they end up doing four a year, they're going to put them into each quarter of their financial earnings. So when they do a quarterly call with their investors, they can talk about a single Marvel movie that came out that year. What, they can well, talk Disney about their crazy investors. box allergies.
1: Disney is the investor.
0: <laughs> but, the, I mean, I, I have a feeling that's how they'll divvy it up. But it also works out pretty well because that means you got a Marvel movie to watch. It keeps our show going. For We've been and renewed eternity. yet again. <laughs> um, but I I would be down to see a, a maybe a Marvel movie go straight to Disney Plus. But at the same time, I feel like if they were going to do that, they would just make it a series to begin with because that kind of retains subscribers statistically longer because a movie is just a one shot. But if it's a series, you got them on the hook for at least six weeks. So um, I don't I don't think they'll just do standalone the, movies that the, air only. I guess does Disney need
1: a retention in subscribers because they're literally putting stuff out all the time and it's so cheap.
0: Yeah, I mean I I I don't know I don't but, know. That's a good question
1: because it's not, it's not like Netflix where their content fluctuates. Disney's I don't think will. I think they'll just continually add things. Um, what I love them to do. Um, what was it the third? Um, uh, oh man, it's that. Um, Cloverfield movie, the third Cloverfield movie, like, this announce it, like, the week of or the day of, and, like, hey, here's a new Marvel movie on Disney Plus Go, like, that would be wild. Do
0: that would, that, I mean, that would be wild, maybe, the, uh, but they could also do that with a series, I'd be okay with that, too.
1: Well, the series, I mean, just nine episodes is so long of a production, but like, they could keep a movie kind of secret, I guess, but do they even keep things secret anymore over there? Not really. <laughs> Not really, but... Uh three to four. I mean, three movies is fine with me. Next year we get two. It's the longest. I mean, people talk about superhero fatigue. I don't feel it. and I think putting out two next year and hardly
0: anything in the year between, you know um if the content I mean, like, really, if the yeah. if the content is good, you can't get fatigued. Yeah. the They're just gonna have to make sure that they can keep reinventing it. But eventually, just like the comic books, which now Kevin Feige presides over. Eventually, they're going to run out of runway in some way or another. Either someday, all of the actors are going to die, and they're going to have to they're going to have to reboot the characters. Like only so many of these people can can bring new people onto the mantle or have children that take on their role. At some point in our life, Chris the MCU will be rebooted and they will be no connection to the, all these previous movies that they love. And they'll start from scratch. Who knows if they'll be, if they'll be good, we don't know exactly what will happen, but eventually this is all going to get rebooted and Disney plus might not even exist when that happens. Maybe it'll be something totally different. Maybe they'll just drop the plus and it'll be subscribed to Disney, but uh, it'll go on forever. We, we're you're, you're in here for the long haul people.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, that, and that's, that's fine. It's just part of it. You know, we've never experienced anything like this yet. Mm. Um, The only thing that's run this long, you know, kind of consecutively is what, James Bond, and they put a new actor in that every 10 years. So, Mm -hmm. uh, except for the potato man. uh, (laughs) Daniel Craig. They've run him since like the the mid-2000s, late 2000s.
0: He's uh, a, what do they call that, a double, a double baked, twice baked potato? Yeah, a
1: double o seven 07 potato, exactly what (laughs) it is. Uh, But, yeah. But in that regards, we talked about movies that get trilogies. Uh, Deadpool 3 seems to be in the works at Marvel. Uh, they just uh, opened up a new production studio called Finger Gun Productions LLC over there, uh, right. which kind of points towards Deadpool. I don't know who else would fall into this unless they go with Hawkeye. Is
0: nah, it, no. I mean, I, that, yeah, it's Deadpool. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's got to be Deadpool, right? Like, that makes sense. And, and Ryan Reynolds was literally there, what, last week, two weeks ago?
0: Mm, taking pictures.
1: Yeah, so... Um, you know they were like probably finalizing contracts schedules dates and stuff like that so i expect to hear something on deadpool sooner sooner than later knock on wood well he likes to make things around thanksgiving didn't he have like the fireplace with the the rug on it one year and then there was the cable around the family dinner with the the turkey
0: yeah like? yeah the painting
1: yeah so they they like to do a lot of thanksgiving stuff but thankfully, in that regard, Tim Miller, uh, the, the director of the first Deadpool, and his Kitty Pride movie called Movie 143 are probably not going to go forward at Disney.
0: Oh, I totally forgot about yeah. that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I did too, until he was like, yeah, they're not making my movie. I'm like, That's, that was a movie? They really well, actually got somewhere with
0: this thing? So, Well, he just made that Terminator movie, didn't
1: he? Yeah, yeah. Um, Dark Fate? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to see Dark Fate, but neither here nor there. So, uh, no Kitty pride movie related to um, Christmas, dragons, or things getting or aliens getting her pregnant or something weird like Sh- that.
0: I wish the shocked Pikachu face meme had a had a sound that correlated with it, and then we could have a soundboard. We just hit that button whenever obvious things happened. That would be
1: everything we talk about, Mike. I feel like I, would, I
0: imagine I imagine almost like a boing type of noise. Yeah, so. and, and
1: we would overuse it because we some of the stuffs like yeah, we know. We or we know. could
0: just do we could just do like the Pika. He could just like Pika. Yeah. there you go.
1: B- but we get one boiling. per episode. <laughs> we get it's one per episode. Don't yeah. don't overuse it. That's the rules. So, uh, Moon Knight. Uh, there looks like they're starting to work some production uh, on this one as well, and uh, with the villain Stained Glass Scarlet to be the lead villain in the series. Uh, this is a horrible name for a character by all means, <laughs> but uh, she was an ex nun with a psychic connection to Mark Specter in the comic books.
0: All right.
1: Uh, Bushman is technically uh, Moon Knight's primary antagonist in the comic book So will he still show up? I don't know Or is it too close to Bushmaster? How does he uh, say his the, name?
0: The Bushmaster. Yeah,
1: exactly. Ah,
0: that was such a good accent that was kind of left, uh, left uh, uh, rotting in that show that just is not around anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, is he still going to be given his powers from an ancient uh, Egyptian relic? I'm, really, I'm just really curious how you explain all of these new people in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it's or just, the same, just that, it's or, the same problem that comic books had. Like, How do you just give them powers? Or is he just crazy? Yeah, he could just be crazy, he but then he's he's has like superpowers, doesn't he? Like not, at least in some in some aspects like his strength or something.
1: I mean, he's more just like a mercenary style like level of person, like a street level kind of thing, like no stronger than Daredevil would be, I think. Mm-hmm. He's just crazy in his head. So um, I don't know. We're going to have to see how Moon Knight ties into all this. I just want to give see-
0: him a helicopter that's shaped like the moon, like I, the comic books.
1: I want I want to see him um yeah and then he can fight with the thanos copter as well with that uh but <laughs> yeah. dude, the the scene in one of the more recent runs where he like it's essentially the raid the movie but it's moon Knight, the whole thing like he goes up this flight of stairs to like to this drug lord on the top flight of this apartment building and he's like hardly any dialogue he just fights everybody that's right that'd be really cool to see i mean remember in netflix the hallway was the worst enemy for all of those characters
0: <laughs> there's a uh, there's a really popular um, YouTube series um, that uh, is starting to grow on the Corridor Digital channel. Uh, they make a lot of uh, special effects kind of short films, and they have like this uh, side channel called the Corridor Crew, which has actually gotten more pretty much as popular as their other channel. And they do this fun segment called Stuntmen React or Special Effects Artists React, where they kind of sit down on a couch with an industry professional, and they just watch clips and they talk about them. So they did – they sat down with a stuntman who worked on uh, the Daredevil show and they talked about the um, the Warner that they did in the hallway and the kind of sequel they did in season two where he had the chain and stuff. And uh, they kind of uh, talked about the how they filmed it. So go check out uh, Stuntman React. I think if you just Google that on YouTube, you'll come across it. So. his
1: production was called The Corridor because that's very ironic.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The cor- Yeah, Corridor. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah.
1: I thought that's where it was going, but not well. Uh, last week we talked about Jeremy Renner and his like whole divorce thing, possibly taking him out of the MCU. But this week the higher ups have decided to keep Jeremy Renner on to appear in his show Hawkeye in future MCU films.
0: Like I, like I said last week, I'm not going to go ahead and take the size of a corporate conglomerate and you know. I don't know exactly what happened in this situation, but I guess it didn't rise to a certain threshold of level to possibly fire the guy. And we've seen Disney fire people for less of just like really bad jokes on Twitter. So I don't know exactly what happened here, but uh, we're just reporting the news here, folks.
1: (laughs) So whatever has happened in his personal life is no longer affecting his work life. So we'll keep it that way unless it changes. The Sony universe of Marvel characters may be connected together, including Spider-Man, Venom, Morbius, using J. Jonah Jameson as the thread in all of them, the same actor in all three. So,
0: <laughs> Is he going to be the conspiracy theorist that just uh, goes on his yeah. podcast and talk he, about how there's a symbiote siding on the West Coast and Spider-Man on the East Coast and the country's falling apart? Well, he doesn't have to
1: do be a conspiracy theorist. He literally knows the identity of Spider-Man at the end of... Uh, far from home. So, I mean, if they just use this character as like his little web series thing and that's it, like, that's fine. This is like a very, very, you know, so, so is this,
0: is this a a rumor? Is this a grain of salt uh, thing or
1: it's highly rumored that he's done stuff for Morbius already. And, Uh, um, like that, like this is how they will tie these together without tying them together.
0: Gotcha. he'll just be kind of a common through thread you know all right i I can see that happening um (sighs) It would be, a, it'd be. A, I'm just really looking forward to if they can find a way to uh, connect the um, the Spider-Man video game with the Avengers video game. So if Jonah could also do that, or it, it wasn't J.K. Simmons that did the voice no. in Spider-Man, was it? No. Well, they should still get that same guy to do a similar type of thing uh, in the Avengers video game. Well, that would be fun. Well,
1: and, and sp- I mean, other than them saying they're not connected, which I think they still can be because Spider-Man's in New York, in New York. He, they say the Avengers are on the West Coast, and I'm like, this, this makes perfect sense. You just can't put Spider-Man in the game, you know. Now, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be great. It's a little 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 uh, thing, you little hidden tapes you find along the way, like in Spider-Man. So mm-hmm. that'd be interesting. But speaking of Spider-Man, probably some of the most the best unsurprising or best most surprising news of the week came with Into the Spider-Verse, the sequel officially announced with a release date of April 8th, 2022.
0: Oh, hell yeah. I'm hoping all of the goodwill that the first movie gained when it came out just really translates to box office dollars because the movie did, the movie was successful. It's first run. It didn't blow anything out of the water. It didn't, it, it, it wasn't crazy. It didn't really break any records, I don't believe. You know, it was successful by all of its rights, but I'm hoping all of this, uh, all of this, uh, just, Uh, fanfare that it's been getting the last couple days with the announcement just really translates into something amazing because I would love to see this developed even more I mean they talked about you know other movies with the, with the female led character, a spider, a, I guess, ghost spider, spider Gwen, whatever her name yeah. is in this universe. Uh, but yeah, of course we, we love this. We love all of this. I want more of it. It's great. Uh, I, I need to get the art book still, uh, even though I've, I've looked, I've poured over all of the art and different JPEG formats on the internet. So I can't wait to get the art book hopefully for, around the holidays as a gift. Uh, Oh, man, I love this movie. I can yeah. talk about it forever. They're, they're, I'm curious if I'm curious if they're going to go the obvious route of the end credit scene and do Spider Man 2099 tie in, or if that was just more of a gimmick and a joke because that's kind of how it ended up. I'm fine if it leave if it en- ends that way, but I'm I'm assuming if there's going to be a sequel, they will bring back the Spider Man characters or at least part of them. But I'm assuming they'll add new characters yeah. as well.
1: Well, so into the Spider Verse, um, the comic book series introduced these ideas of Moreland. uh He's a, a spider hunter. Like, there's like several spider characters that represent these like different like spider deities, I guess. And these hunters, like, fed on them to live forever, kind of thing. And like they were hunting down these spider people across the multiverses, So that brought all of them together. So they could definitely do that. Um, a larger like the only threat they had in this one was. Kingpin accidentally merging their universes now what if Mm -hmm. that's opened up interdimensional spider hunters I guess across yeah
0: bring in Craven who's hunt spider spider-man in his own universe that would be the pretty spider,
1: cool I mean Alistair Smythe the spider slayer uh could, could mm-hmm. be something as well like there's a lot of I, opportunity
0: I wouldn't be surprised since it's all under the Sony banner if they wouldn't bring a symbiote in at some in some aspect mm-hmm. just because that'll just give more credence to the Venom movie that comes out do you think
1: spider-man will be thrown miles will be thrown into someone else's universe this time
0: I mean, I think that makes sense. I think that I think the two things that you could really do here is kind of the two things that you just talked about: make one of these alternate Spider-Mens a bad guy, because it does. I mean, if infinites are uni- if if worlds are infinite, you know, that means at some point in time there's got to be a Peter Parker out there or a Spider person that's an evil or a bad guy. So, a spider versus a spider in a type of way, and um, and uh, also. Um, he, he goes uh, yeah, to a spy- he goes to whatever universe. I mean, that makes total sense.
1: Well, and then yeah, so you're saying we make our Spider Verse bingo cards next episode?
0: And- oh, well, I, I think we have a little bit more time than that because we're not getting this till tw- that. The sad part is it's not until 2022. I mean, we're more than two years away. Uh, but I mean, it's an animated film, so it's good. Well, there's a lot of pre-production. You know, it's it's a, a of-
1: unique animated film. It's not something DreamWorks is throwing together. Very quickly, yeah, exactly. like it's it's got a lot of. I mean, all those videos where they talked about like Miles is using half the frame rate while he's swinging compared to, to the other Spider-Man because he's smoother at it. Yeah. And Miles isn't like.
0: And the, they bring in, they brought in like a DJ to do live, real in time scratching to some of like the storyboards and stuff. It's just like crazy. They were they were going all out, man. Yeah, they went
1: they went they went they put some real love <laughs> into it. But all we know right now are Phil Lord and Chris Miller returning as producers, which is you know always a good sign for that. Mm-hmm. So. They probably want to keep the same thing going and and roll with that. Now, they did great with the Lego movie. Lego Movie 2 didn't do as good, so hopefully they don't go that route. But, you know, I'm going to remain positive and say, you know, Sony, you can do a a good animated Spider-Man movie. Uh Uh-huh. Lastly, uh, the Witcher trailer... first trailer for this I think it's the first trailer maybe it's the second trailer I don't no, know. no uh,
0: I think it's the first
1: uh, yeah is for the upcoming series finally dropped it in true Netflix fashion it's coming out December 20th 2019 same day as Star Wars <laughs> so um. you can
0: watch Henry Cavill in a bath and then go talk to your family about it around the holidays
1: mm-hmm. oh and, and like right after you get out of Star Wars you can go watch a whole show and binge watch a whole show so um, yeah this li- I mean again Mike brought up the the point that this is based on the books not the video games so if you're a fan of the video game don't get your heart too set on that um uh, it looks to be to me a better game of thrones mike um where there's actual fantasy elements in this other than just dragons um there seems to be some creatures uh there he you know he's there's a lot of sword fighting probably less political intrigue some magic some witches stuff like that i'm very excited to see where this goes to be yeah.
0: honest I mean, Henry Cavill doesn't need our help. He's a he's a rich man who started lots of things. Superman Superman didn't really take off, but he was he was great in the Mission Impossible franchise. He can probably get any movie or TV role that he wants. But I think he could use a franchise win. You know, I think he would really like The Witcher to take off, and you know, he can really cement himself as as a lead in that series. And you know, I'm sure he wants the ability to go back to Comic Con and really engage with nerdy fans on one franchise. Franchise because he probably gets a lot of questions about superman that he can't answer because he doesn't know what's going on so i hope the, i hope the witcher is solid and it's fun and obviously netflix needs it as well because we just talked about hbo max we just talked about disney and netflix that has all of this original ip that they can mine and turn into gold and netflix is just out here just like okay well we bought mark millar's kind of Comic book franchises that nobody really knows what they are. We're licensing all this other content. Um, well, I I hope I hope The Witcher works out well.
1: What was the, I mean? What was the last Netflix original that you
0: tuned in to watch on there? Stranger Things. Um, Stranger Things. I'm trying to think because I actually still actively watch Netflix, but it's kind of hard. You, it's kind of hard to remember what is an original and what isn't when you're watching it. Oh, one recommendation. Totally the opposite of The Witcher. Nothing like it at all, but the third season just came out. It's a show called Atypical. It's a uh, it's like a family uh, drama comedy about uh, a guy who has. Um who has who's autistic, and it's just like a family comedy, and it's just it's really fun. It's lighthearted. It's warm. It won't leave you depressed at the end of an episode. Everything's very uplifting, and it's the third season just came out. It's very fun. It's very nice. Uh, it's very enjoyable. So if you just want something easy, it's a it's a Netflix. It's a solid, very good Netflix original. Uh, the creator of it was like a story editor and producer on How I Met Your Mother. So you know the person who created it has some pet. Degree behind it so uh if you yeah if you're looking for a netflix recommendation uh go watch atypical
1: yeah but other than that the the, the biggest new thing that where they promote heavily was in fact stranger things
0: uh hello the queer eye guys just went to japan they did four episodes where they very much needed a translator to talk uh, to all uh, of these people
1: <laughs> don't know that one again uh, great uh the, the british baking Championship or show, bake off is is what I'm watching on there. So, yeah.
0: but yeah. This it's, is a, it's g- like that's not really an original, but it kind of is because it's in the in the U S. But yeah, continue.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. So I mean, I think well, this is the first show they started doing weekly on for Netflix. So mm-hmm. uh, recently, but anyway, uh, it this looks exciting. It looks to, you know, if you need that fantasy element in your life, this looks to fill the void. And, you know, probably set us up for um, to get ready for Amazon's eventual Lord of the Rings epic they'll probably yeah. make one day. It,
0: so. It looks relatively expensive, and I hope it is. Like I say all the time, I like watching expensive TV shows to see where the money goes. There was a brief clip of some sort of CG monster. So since he is a monster hunter, I'm curious how much of these monsters are going to be like makeup, how much of them are going to be CG, and how much of them are just going to be people like possessed by demons, you know, and you're really just fighting another human. Uh, Henry Cavill looks badass in it. He looks really rad. Um, So Yeah. yeah, fingers crossed that this is really cool.
1: Yeah, I've got high hopes high high hopes for The Witcher well Mike that's our extra super long episode for the week because we got distracted talking about HBO early on in the episode and candy and candy and
0: candy especially I've got one more (laughs) Kit Kat left
1: here at the table but if people want to know what you're up to this week where can they find you
0: oh it's so easy Chris all you gotta do is follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com Chris if people want to catch up with you where can they find you you can find me on Twitter,
1: Valdan, V A L D A N, or Instagram, Valdan87, or get over to Comic UI. People want to know where they can listen to all our episodes at, or more, or older stuff. Where can they find that at?
0: Oh, it's so easy. All you have to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com, and you can check out our show notes there. So if you want to check out the link to the Hasman Hotel, which I talked about at the top of the show, we got that link in there. We got, we got the link to all of the stuff that's coming to HBO, so I'd recommend looking at that. Mandalorian trailer. Uh, we got the Witcher trailer in those notes. So go check out our show notes, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you like to listen to your fine podcasts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store. Obviously, we love hearing from you. We like it when you guys reach out. Uh, we read the YouTube comments. We read the Twitter replies. We check our email. We're out there looking looking for what you guys think about the show, and we love making the show. So that's why we love hearing from you. So uh, we love our super fans. If you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is buy a bag of candy corn. You can get it on discount now, probably 50% off, and just throw it into something weird. I heard people are- Don't uh, you do they're, that. They're, Don't you tell put, people to put it in the mac and cheese. They're putting it in mac and cheese now, oh. so- <laughs> go spike your uh, go spike your uh, Thanksgiving holiday mac and cheese with some candy corn, and you will be a superhero we, slate super fan. You
1: you preheat your oven to four hundred and fifty degrees, and then you fill your turkey with the candy corn before you bake it so when you get into it later you get that nice ooey surprise you, no, you
0: know what I, I, I've seen some people where they take like those little peppermint candies and they put them in ramekins and they melt them to make like bowls and stuff I bet you could do that with like kind of candy corn make like candy corn like vessels and then you could like you could drink drinks out of it there you yeah. go
1: it's, it's a possibility Mike it's a possibility if you guys do that share it with Mike don't share it with me yeah. I don't want to know about this <laughs> stuff. so stuff um, but All I guess right. we will catch everyone next week alright
0: see you later Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe! Mm -hmm. Oh, it's orange.